Welcome to this conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Keller, and my guest today is Carolyn Smith. She is president and founder of Marketplace Agency and Elder Care. She's been in the business for about 43 years. In her world, she is a celebrity. Her office is in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and we're just going to get the ABCs of Medicare today. Welcome to this conversation, Carolyn Smith. Thank you. It's nice of you to be here. And as I said, we'll just start with the very basics. One of the things that I'm sure people have noticed is right now in this time period, we are seeing advertisements galore about Medicare, Medicare Advantage, Medicare this, Medicare that. Why is it so prevalent right now in this time period? Well, right now it's open enrollment period with Medicare. So uh, basically that runs from October 15th to December 7th. And every company out here is marketing to uh, beneficiaries. So I'm sure everyone's mailbox is full and they're getting enormous amount of phone calls. All right. Let's just, again, go to the very, very basics. What is Medicare? Well, Medicare is health insurance for people age 65 or older or underage people with uh, certain disabilities. When when people hit that age for Medicare, I guess that's 65. Is that right? That's correct. Do people just automatically get Medicare? If they're drawn Social Security, they will automatically um, receive a Medicare Part A and Part B card. Um, if they're covered on a group or something like that and they don't want Part B, they can sign the back of that card and send it back in um, and then do Part A only. If you get Social Security, you automatically get Part A, which means what? Part A is your hospital insurance. So that covers like your room, hospital room and board. Part B is your medical all of your medical treatment and surgery in or out of the hospitals covered under Medicare Part B. You're getting Social Security. Do you have to pay for Medicare? As long as you've worked 10 years, 40 quarters, you will not pay for Medicare Part A. Uh, that would be um, considered free. And you will pay a monthly premium for Medicare Part B. The standard rate for Part B for 2023 is going to be $164.90 per month. Uh, right now it's $174.10. And if you're one of if you're a higher income individual, you could have an income-related surcharge on top of Medicare Part B. Do we assume then everybody gets Medicare Part A, you said, which is hospitalization? So if I get to be 65 and I don't sign up for Part B and I get some serious illness and have to go to the hospital, is all of that paid for by Medicare? No, Part B, you would need Part B for your medical uh, coverage. So, so the medical coverage means doctor and? Surgeons, anesthesiologists, x-rays, CAT scans, you know, all of that comes under Medicare Part B. So a lot of people delay enrollment uh, for Part B uh, because they're covered under a, an employer group plan. And people are really confused as to whether they think they have to sign up for it, but no, they do not. If they're covered on an employer group plan, they can delay enrollment. They will not face a late enrollment penalty. And then they would have a special enrollment to sign up for Part B at a later date. 
if I'm 65, I'm automatically getting hospitalization, which covers my room and board. So I can go to the hospital and I can sleep there. But anything that they do for me, it, it, I'm going to either have to pay it out of pocket afterwards, or I would have had to have had medical part B or some other coverage. That's correct. Yes. How many times a day do you explain this to people? A lot. <laughs> so this is like another day of work for you. We're, we're do, recording this on a weekend because right now in open enrollment, you didn't have a moment to breathe during a week. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> How many people do you have working for you in your company? Uh, we have 15 employees right now and we have college interns that we mentor um, in the business community and the health community uh, that come in and help us during this time period. Well, you know, that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, because we're talking on this program for the radio station of general audiences, and this is mainly about old people, but do young people have any reason to be interested in this kind of information right now? Well, if they're on disability, if they've received disability benefits for 24 months, then, then they are Medicare eligible. So we're working with a lot of people on disability, Medicare, as well as people six, 65 and older. For younger people, they've just got to concentrate on working for 10 years so that they can get no car cost Medicare Part A when they hit 65. They, I'm just stretching for some reason for young people to have any interest in this conversation. Well, I mean, a lot of we see a lot of younger people come in with their parents, um, you know, to help guide them through the process. Okay, that's a very good reason. Now, and right. then there was another thing that I was reading somewhere that said in your consulting work, you can talk about benefits for dependents. What does that mean? Um, well, like, you know, um, yeah, we talk about, um, we do regular health insurance as well. So, you know, we can talk about, you know, um, anybody, anyone within the family as to what their insurance needs are. All right. You have this business. You have 15 employees. Are you interested in more business? I mean, should this be an opportunity for us to say, call Marketplace Agency and Eldercare? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we work off a referral basis. We've grown to over 10,000 clients. And so right now, we're, that's why we're so extremely busy. <laughs> I should think so. How is it possible for you to serve 10,000 clients? Well, we have a pretty good system and a pretty good platform. So um, we're able, we have a platform that we do all the Medicare quoting, uh, be able to send out quotes to people, do our enrollment right on that platform, what have you. Well, I learned of you through Emory and Henry College. Now, why would that be? Emory and Henry's down here in Southwest Virginia. You're farther up the road in Harrisonburg. What's the connection to a college or this college? So we work closely with a benefit consulting group that consults uh, large groups on their health insurance, and they send us the Medicare. Um, and so, like, we work with the Independent College Consortium. Uh, I think that's like 18 schools. Um, we work with large physician groups for the retirees. Um, we work with a lot of large um, businesses and their HR departments to try and educate people about Medicare. So um, a lot of these uh, human resource departments are confused about Medicare and they want to be able to guide their employees and people are working longer today. So there's a lot of people that are Medicare eligible that's not on Medicare right now. And so we try and consult them and do what 
what's right for them and, and, you know, let them know if they're good to stay on their group plan or if they want to look at Medicare or what have you. So we sort of do compa comparisons and plans. Well, it's something that I think takes people by surprise how complicated this is. I mean, just when you start hearing all the terms about A, B, C, and D. Okay, right. you've clarified for us today, part A is hospitalization, just being there, room yeah. and board for, for, right. for your stay. B is medical, which is anything they do to you. What is part C? Part C is the Medicare Advantage. Um, those plans came out of the 2003 Medicare Modernization Act that was passed by George Bush. Uh, we started enrolling people in those plans um, in for January 1, 2006, effective date. Um, and they, the plans have grown tremendously. Um, there are There is a lot of confusion involving those plans. Um, and so we try to, you know, rectify that situation, let people know exactly how the plans work. I think some of the confusion is people get enrolled in plans that don't suit their needs or, you know, um, where the providers that they use are not in network and what have you. That's very important to make sure that the providers are, are in network with the plans. I'm slow on this. As I said, it's complicated. Again, what is the concept? of Medicare C? What is it supposed to do? What's its mission? Those are health plan options that are approved by Medicare and run by private companies. If you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, you are still in the Medicare program. You still have met complete Medicare Part A and B coverage. It's just that those private companies have a contractual agreement with the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid and they have agreed to pay all the Medicare claims. So with a Medicare Advantage plan, you would have your Medicare A, B, C, and D all in one card. It sounds to me like, again, for me to understand the concept of why it was established, it was to give private companies a piece of the action rather, to ha rather than having the government be handling it all. Was that the concept? Yeah, so the, you know, with the baby boomers aging into Medicare, the numbers are expected to like be just enormous, okay, of the amount of people on Medicare. Um, and so uh, by privatizing it and putting it in the hands of private companies, um, it gives people more choice, more options. And also it, it kind of separates people out into different platforms, where it's, it's difficult to manage that amount of people on one, one platform. So they're set up as group plans or network plans, but they're under the name of companies that we would recognize, like Humana. It has a network. If I go to a hospital or a place where Humana doesn't have a plan and I'm on the Humana Medicare Advantage, I'm out of luck. Right. So it depends because... Uh, the plans are either HMOs, which are health maintenance organizations. And what that means is that you have to go in network uh, to providers that contract with the plan. And you can only go outside the network in case of an emergency or urgent care. Um, and then there's PPO plans, which are pre preferred provider uh, plans that you can go in or out of network. You might pay a higher out of pocket if you go outside the network. And then there's private fee for service plans, which 
Uh, those plans basically don't have contracts with providers or they can have contracts, but uh, you can go to any provider that will accept the plan's payment terms and conditions. You know, there's medical savings account um, plans, all kinds of plans out here. But these are all county-based plans, so it depends on which county you reside in as to what's available for you. The, the next question I have is about advertisements that I see, that this makes no sense. I think we've, to me, we've we start talking about Medicare without establishing, I think, that it is a government program. Correct. Do we pay a special tax to that gets accumulated, like Social Security? You're paying into Social Security all of your career. Right. Is that the same way Medicare is funded? Yes. So everyone has paid, you know, pays into Medicare through FICA, Medicare FICA taxes. So, so in my paycheck, there will be withdrawals that will be for the Medicare fund. Correct. That's the government plan. But then we just talked about this Medicare Advantage. So the, here's the here's the big question. In Medicare Advantage, some of those advertisements are saying, get Medicare Advantage. It covers all these things and also vision and hearing and dental and zero premium. Correct. Now, I do know enough about business to know that businesses aren't going to do anything for you without some money coming in somewhere. How can they have a zero premium? So those plans are subsidized by uh, the federal government. So basically, uh, if you if you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, uh, they're taking your Medicare Part B premium and they're giving it to the plan. Okay, and then that plan has a contractual agreement and has agreed to pay all of your Part A and B claims. Okay, so those they're getting funding from the federal government. If I had Part B and I was paying for it, that that monthly money would go to the big old Medicare government fund. But if I have Medicare Advantage, that money is not going to the government. It's going to private companies that are providing these services. Correct. So, you know, when you can either have Medicare administered one or two ways, you can either have original Medicare uh, part A and Part B, and then you can pick up a Medicare supplement, uh, which you would pay a monthly premium for to help supplement original Medicare. And then you can also purchase a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. Or the other option is to enroll in a Medicare Advantage. So those are the only two ways you can go with Medicare, original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. All right, we didn't even talk about drugs. So that if you're in the big old government general Medicare, you still have to pay an extra fee for an extra service of your pharmaceuticals. Yeah, so all of the Medicare Part D plans are through private insurance companies. So um, you, you have all the different carriers out there offering plans and what have you. Um, and so... Those plans basically are going to cover your prescription drugs. Most Medicare Advantage plans have Part D included within the plan. And if you're on original Medicare, then you can just have a standalone Medicare Part D. Just think of D for drugs. Yeah, that one's easy. D for drugs. Carolyn Smith is my guest today, president, founder of Marketplace Agency and Elder Care. She is a representative of organizations, for example, the college, independent colleges, and she serves 10,000 clients with 
herself and her 15 employees. And as I said before, in her world, she's a celebrity to get her time is kind of a coup. So we're very grateful for her time today. Carolyn Smith, if we haven't bored people to death and have them glazed over by now, what kind of education training do you have to have to do what you do? You have to be licensed in every state that you represent plans. I'm currently licensed in about 30 states. Um, I have to understand the products in each one of those states. Um, We also have to be certified by the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid every year, or by the plan, let me say, but this is a requirement from the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, We have to be certified every year with every plan that we offer. I think there ought to be something like, you know, triple PhD plus halo (laughs) that you get for your business. So let's turn to the more personal side of this. You're obviously a very successful woman executive of a very successful business. What brought you to this field? Um, I got into the insurance business after uh, college and just fell in love with it. I loved meeting people and helping people and um, being able to spend my time, you know, speaking with them about their concerns and what have you. And um, it was just something I really wanted to do. Do you get paid well enough to <laughs> to cover the work that you do? Because you just told me we're doing this interview on a Sunday afternoon and you're in your office working. Right. If you're making a fortune, you're not making enough to, because you don't have any time to go spend it. I can see that. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'm, right now I'm pretty much seven days a week until uh, we get through this open enrollment. We've got about a week and a half left to get everybody enrolled in. Our goal here is to have every single client taken care of and placed in the plan that best fits their needs. So we don't just, you know, we we look at every single plan out here and there's if it's a plan that we're not contracted with, but it's going to work the best for our clients, then we go ahead and tell them to enroll in that plan. It's quite a service. And I think we have found a point where we really do relate to younger people. You were very young when you started into the insurance business. Did you just say, I want to work in insurance or did, was it more serendipity that you fell into it somehow? I just kind of fell into it. Um, I got a license, um, a summer coming out of college, um, an insurance license and went to work for an insurance company and uh, just kind of really liked what I did, yes. What kind of insurance was it at that point? It was, was it a, an accident policy that we were writing at that point. And then I went into the Medicare supplement arena and probably like 18 months after that. And I've been involved with Medicare ever since. It sounds like you have no regrets that if you had it to do over again, you would do it again. I definitely would. Yes. All right, just for funsies, Carolyn Smith, if it <laughs> if it had to be some different field, what would it have been? Well, I mean, I majored in, in the medical field. Um, so my major was actually like microbiology. Um, and so, you know, I probably would have done something in the medical field. But I could have been like, a, you know, walking around with a lab coat, taking people's blood. But so I kind of like this better. <laughs> that is so fascinating. All right. In this line of work, as in any line of work, 
there are going to be the stories, the things that you're most proud of or the things that were most frustrating to you. Let's start with the negative. Can you think of clients or people that you worked with that for some reason, it was exceptionally difficult or frustrating that you look back on and go, oh, I wish I'd done that differently. I can't really think of anything. I mean, I know that, um, you know, the frustrating thing for me is, you know, seeing people go in nursing homes and stuff like that and, and you know, spend their entire life savings, things like that, you know, so it's more where where I see people having to spend money out of pocket because they're not enrolled in the right plans. Well, there again, there's good advice for everybody as to, I mean, what would you say about planning ahead and recognizing that these healthcare issues come up if you're lucky enough to, to survive till old age? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of different choices out there and, you know, you have to get in the right uh, plans to be able to, you know, preserve your assets and what have you. So my recommendation would be for people to get as educated about the plans as possible and um, the options that are available to them. Yeah, well, and that thing about getting educated just makes me want to pull up my hair because <laughs> it seems so complicated. But let's go to a positive story. And, and I may press you a little bit. Let's let's go a little bit in deeper into what you said about the the agony of of the work is when you see somebody who spends their life savings. I mean, can you think, I'm not asking you for names or places, but can you think of an example where you actually did see somebody just spend all their money and go broke on healthcare? Uh, yes. I've seen that many times. Yes. What would that look like? How does, how does that happen? So they, you know, they end up in a long-term care facility and, uh, they're on what's called a spend down before Medicaid would kick in and they have to go through their assets before Medicaid would kick in and pay for them the state. So um, I'm talking, you know, family farms, everything. I've seen that over the years. Yeah. So spend down that there's a limit. There's a regulation in there somewhere, obviously, that you are allowed to have something or absolutely nothing? What? How far down do you have to spend? Well, if, I think if you're an individual, you're not you have you do not have a spouse. You could spend down to two thousand dollars before uh, Medicare were, would kick in. Before Medicaid, Medicaid yes. would kick in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That includes if you have a house. Well, of course, if you're in long-term care, you don't need the house, so you have to sell the house. Yes. Includes all your assets if you if there's not a surviving spouse. Yes. So you sell down to two thousand dollars, and then you become a Medicaid patient, which is for people who then, are broke. Then the state comes in and pays for your care. Yes. Yes. All right. That is not a happy scenario. No, it's not. And then the other thing I see is enormous medical bills. People coming in, and if they did not have coverage. Um, you know, it would be devastating at that point because it does not take long. I think um, I had a client come in that Medicare allowed $25,000 on an outpatient heart stent. Okay, so, you know, that the person wasn't even hospitalized. It was a $25,000 bill. 
So a lot of people, you know, with the cost of medical care and what have you today, it's just so important to make sure you're in a good plan and the plan that works for you. Everyone's situation is different out here and their needs. And, you know, so one plan does not fit everybody. So that's what we really work for is trying to make sure that the plans that we're putting on people fit their individual needs. Okay, we, we covered the difficult one. Think of a story of you saved the day for somebody. Um, I had um, a lady come in my office recently and she sat down in front of me and she said, I don't think you know exactly what you did for us. And I said, um, what was that? And she said, well, you saved our farm. And, you know, that was that made me feel very proud that, you know, I had actually done that. And that must have been years ago. But um, and I may not have remembered the situation, but um, it's very gratifying hearing people's testimony. That is phenomenal. How did you save their farm? Uh, by uh, placing them in, uh, back during that time, there was what's called Medicaid-friendly annuities that we were able to shift some of the assets um, and put, and then had a long-term care insurance policy on the person so that when they went in a nursing home, they had the coverage. Long-term care plan is also something that people need to do before their retirement age, right? Correct. Yeah. Those plans, um, you know, have um, very strict underwriting um, and they're really looking for people in their 40s and 50s now. Insurance companies, it's different than what it was when long-term care insurance first came about back in the latter 80s. So, you know, now they're, you know, looking for people in their 40s and 50s. So, um, and they want healthy people enrolling in those plans. So if someone's in that age group, they should certainly start looking at plans. You said that despite the fact that you have 10,000 clients already, you could use some more. How would people <laughs> How would people reach you, Carolyn? Uh, they can either reach me um, at info at marketplaceagency.com or they can reach me at 877 877- Four three three one one four nine. We'll repeat that number eight seven seven four three three one one four nine, or info at marketplaceagency.com. My guest today, Carolyn Smith, president and founder of that organization. She says everybody's different. Everybody has different needs. She's got ten thousand people that she's filling that requirement for and would be willing to help you. We'll just turn this into a big old commercial. What the heck? In exchange for all this information, Carolyn Smith, president and founder of Marketplace Agency. Thank you again so much for your time, Carolyn Smith. You've been very kind to us. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks above all to the listeners for tuning in. This is WEHC, Emory, and W. I-S-E-F-M-N-Y-S, and you can visit our website, wehcfm.com. If you didn't hear this, all of it, you want to hear it again, whatever, go to the link that is to archives and podcasts, find this show and others. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks again, Carolyn. 
Everybody have a good day and we'll see you next time on this conversation. Thank you.